Welcome to our third episode. We take an in-depth look at the new Western Ohio Conference with Sports Information Director Dale Barger. You won't want to miss Dale's predictions to both the men's and ladies' basketball seasons. Thanks again for coming back, and enjoy the podcast. In the TVS podcast studio, I have with me special guest, Dale Barger, who is the Sports Information Director of the Western Ohio Athletic Conference, or WOAC for short. Welcome to the TVS studio, Dale. Thank you, Sean. It's a real pleasure to be here with you. We're fortunate to have you take some time out of your busy day. I know you've got a busy schedule with uh, football games kicking off tonight, um, but it's, it's nice to have you in here and help inform Panther Nation and all of our listeners information about this new and exciting conference that's been formed. Um, so I saw a lot of you at the Tri-Village, uh, in the Tri-Village gym last year, um, being, being there, helping out in the eighth grade and then helping out with Josh and his program. Are you from New Madison or do you happen to just be a Tri-Village alum? Well, I, Sean, I, I actually uh, am actually a Covington, Ohio high school graduate. Um, but, uh, you know, I reside in New Madison. Uh, I'm married uh, uh, a New Madison girl and uh, been there since 1987. I live on a 72-acre farm outside of town. Okay. Uh, I had two sons uh, that both uh, went to Tri-Village and uh, uh, a lot of your, uh, you know, Panther uh Fans uh, and other folks here, and uh, probably remember them back in the 2004 through 2012 season. Uh, David and Evan Barger, both big basketball players at uh, Tri Village. So, yeah, I do have a little interest in uh, in Tri Village. Um, but additionally, um, uh, you know, I've been a, an, uh, an avid um, supporter of the Cross County Conference, which a lot of our team have been members of that and I've uh, supported and and reported on that for for many years uh, probably going back uh, since 2003. Well it's obvious you're committed to your craft no doubt. Um, what gives you the most joy in your position with Loac Dale? Well uh, it, it, it's just that I'm a, an avid sports enthusiast and uh, I really enjoy young people and young uh, you know athletes uh, who basically um, you know, perform, uh, you know, and, uh, just do it for the love and joy of the game. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's pure. It's not about uh, getting paid large amounts of money as a professional athlete or getting a scholarship in, in college. It's just, you know, kids that, uh, you know, are, uh, out there for the love of the game and, and that's as pure and as, uh, as good as it gets. Yeah, sure is. Um, can you tell us why WOAC was formed? And does the CCC, which stands for Cross County Conference, does Cross County Conference still exist? Um, yeah, the um, basically talk a little bit about the uh, the Cross County Conference just uh, briefly. You know, the Cross County Conference was formed in 1978. Um, uh, it, it's existed for 42 years, and and when you think about that, um, that's quite a long stint for any conference, uh, and probably one of the longest running ones in the state of Ohio. So. Uh, the Cross County Conference uh, had a good run, uh, but, uh, you know, things change. And uh, as things change, you know, uh, you, you know, you move on. And then and, and the, the direct result of the WOAC Conference um, was basically the opportunity to uh, 
uh, you know, kind of get schools that were maybe more fairly aligned from a school size, a proximity size, and maybe even from a competitiveness standpoint. Uh, and it's basically the vision and the hard work of some many uh, superintendents and administrators, athletic directors, and even some input from, you know, coaches. And with the goal of, like I said, providing member schools the opportunity to be competitive and successful. And uh, it's very exciting that that vision is about to come to life this fall here. Yeah, sure is. Can you tell me, uh, us in Panther Nation and our listeners, that uh, who designed the new Wolak logo? That's pretty sharp. Well, the, the, the Wolak logo was actually designed by 49 Degrees out of Coldwater, Ohio. Huh. Um, basically, they are a design and branding uh, firm that uh, they have a lot of experience in this area. And they do it mostly at the college and collegiate level, uh, some professional level. So, uh, you could go online to 49 Degrees and kind of see some of the work that they do. There's some neat things that they've done throughout the years with uh, branding in locker rooms and, and uh, you know, sports uh, stadiums and things like that. So, so we really got uh, someone good uh, to, to design that uh, logo. Yeah, it sure is sharp. Um, I know it was on a shirt from the media day that we had that I had that uh, was made up for me by Mr. Flatter. Uh, that, that's sharp. Uh, looking pretty sporty. Uh, of the 12 schools that are in Wolwak, Dale, can you can you tell me, do most of those gyms, do they have the new logo in the gymnasium? No, I, I can't. I can't speak to all of them, but I can tell you that, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, social media posts with uh, schools, you know, showing, uh, you know, the, the logo going up, the banners for each of the conference schools going up on the wall. So uh, I'm, you know, pretty sure that, you uh, uh, as you get into a gym here this fall and uh, this winter, uh, everyone's going to have that uh, big overall logo and the banners hung. So uh, it's pretty exciting. It'll be pretty exciting to see. Yeah, I know we've got it in our gymnasium floor here, but in the lanes, both free throw, both ends. And we have a banner as, as well painted on the wall. So uh, really showing it off. It looks nice. Um, can you tell us, what type of budget the conference has to work with each year and are, are, how are funds raised for the organization? Well, I've got to be honest with you. I'm not really sure about that right at the moment. Okay. Uh, that's uh, more of a kind of a league thing. Um, so uh, I, I'd have to you know do a little more research on that, yeah. Sean. Okay. <clears throat> is um, is WOAC a not? For profit or for profit organization? Do you well, it, it's not a profit organization. It's just basically a, it's basically a service to uh, you know ensure that uh, we're doing things you know for the league and for the schools and and you know the schools are putting a lot of the money into that to, to support the overall league. Okay. Uh, it, there's no money that's uh, you know you know a pro- it's not a profit machine at all. It's all about the uh, the, the schools and the league itself and running it. Okay. Do you feel that the cross county conference was respected among other conferences, and do you see the WOAC earning that same respect? What and what impacts respect in a conference? Well, I, I honestly, uh, Sean, I you know, I, respect is something that you kind of earn, and you know, you can't worry about what others say or think about you. You know, each school has has their own history and tradition and pride and. You know, you know, all you can do is go out every day or every night, whatever it is. And when you compete, wear your school colors with pride. Uh, and the thing that would make this conference, you know, is that we 
we need to be cheerleaders for one another and and uh, we need to support one another as a conference as a whole. Uh, you know, if, if we're playing, you know, another school that's outside of our conference and our other other schools should be, you know, supportive of us and be, you know, thrilled for us and, and, and root for us as well. That's one of the things that you will see about some of the conferences is that those that uh, uh, will show up uh, in a postseason game and schools will go and show up for the other schools that are still in it. And I'd like to see that our conference will do the same thing. It's, it's an exciting time for us to sort of get together and, and, uh, you know, champion ourselves and, and, and be vocal cheerleaders for one another. And uh, like I've said before, if uh, this year might be your year, it, you, you, this may be a great year for your, your school and your teams and uh, you're on top. Uh, but uh, just realize that, you know, maybe next year it's somebody else. But when somebody else is achieving things and they, they've worked hard for it, we should all be, you know, happy and thrilled for their success, just as they should be happy and thrilled for your success as well. That's a great message, Dale, to not only us at Twin Valley South, but all the all the 12 schools um, in, in the conference. Great, great to show support for everyone. Um, uh, who are the teams, with that being said, that are in the WOAC conference? Well, you, you basically, you primarily have, uh, you know, all the schools that were in the cross-county conference with the exception of uh, Bethel, Miami East, and Covington, who have now moved on to another conference. Uh, and so that means we've got, uh, you know, six schools from Dark County who were in it uh, originally, Ansonia, Arcanum, Bradford, Franklin Row, Mississippi Valley, and Tri-Village. Uh, from Preble County, we picked up, uh, you know, Preble Shawnee, and then you have National Trail, uh, Tri-County North and Twin Valley South, who were already in that, uh, and now part of the WOAC. And then from Miami County, you got Pleasant Hill Newton, and from Montgomery County, we've got New Levin and Dixie. So that makes up the 12 schools within the WOAC. Great. It's nice to have, uh, you know, we've got everybody in the county here, Preble represented except for Eaton, of course, uh, which I believe Eaton is division two, which probably had a little bearing in in them staying where they were, but yeah, it's nice to have uh, Preble County well represented in in WOAC. Can you tell us what influenced Dixie and Shawnee, Dixie from Montgomery County and Preble Shawnee being, of course, from Preble County, what influenced them in joining the conference? Well, I, I think that decision was based on, like I kind of alluded to before, it was based on school size, uh, travel distance and competitiveness. You know, you know, sometimes, you know, those you get you, you have far games or maybe you don't have things that make sense. Um uh, so for, for, I mean, Dixie and Preble Shawnee from a league standpoint, they're playing schools in close proximity now that should have been natural rivalries for them anyway in Tri-County North and Twin Valley South, National Trail, and even some of the schools in Southern Dark County like Arcanum and Tri-Village, you know, they're all within closer proximity and there's going to be shorter drives. And it's just, you know, these kids and parents know each other in these communities it's just going to make it a lot more fun to be competing a, against each other uh, when you know a lot more people as opposed to traveling long distances. And there really isn't any natural rivalry or whether you even know a lot of those people or not. So I think for Dixie and, and uh, Preble Shawnee, this makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It certainly makes the planning and the logistics piece of it a lot, uh, a lot simpler for the athletic directors, I would think, and the fan bases. Correct. What conference did Bethel, Miami East, and Covington join? Do you know? Yeah, they joined uh, the Three Rivers Conference, um, and it's the TRC. And, and basically, 
uh, it's a second go around for the uh, the Three Rivers Conference. They mm-hmm. they originally existed back in nineteen in the and back in the nineteen seventies and the early eighties, and they disbanded after the nineteen eighty two season. Uh, the teams in the original conference back then was Covington, Graham, Indian Lake, Miami East, Sydney Layman, Springfield Catholic Central, uh, Versailles. Um, so, it, I mean, it was a very competitive conference over that way. Uh, I actually happened to play in that conference because I that? was in Covington. And just a little bit of interesting sidebar on that back in 1982. That was my senior year in high school. It was the last season of the TRC and they were looking for names for the new conference that the schools are going into. And I happened to be the gentleman that named the Southwestern Rivers Conference that became the new conference for teams back then. So they no longer exist, but I had a short little window where I named a conference. How about that? A little bit of trivia for you out there, fan base. How about that? Kind of neat. Yeah. And that you were senior year then? That was- yeah, it was my senior year. That's neat. Now, the schools that are in the TRC today are uh, – Bethel, Covington, Lehman, Miami East, Milton Union, Northridge, Riverside, and Troy Christian. That makes up the the new 18 Three Rivers Conference. Oh, so Northridge is in that. Yes, Because Northridge was in the Southwestern Buckeye yep, League. Yeah, so the Southwestern Buckeye League folded with Preble, Shawnee, and Dixie. So did a few of the other schools had to go a different direction. Now the Southwestern okay. Buckeye League is two divisions instead of three. So Okay. A little, changes, a little bit of changes everywhere. Um, if someone wants information on the Western Ohio Athletic Conference, WOAC, how do they go about getting that? Well, our conference website is something that we're pleased to announce. And some of the uh, Dixie and uh, Preble Shawnee can remember it from being in the uh, SWBL. Uh, it, it's very similar to the, the system they had. Uh, and that website can be accessed at www.woacsports.com. Here you're going to be able to find each school's schedule, the standings, scores, statistics. Uh, Now, bear in mind that each school is responsible for inputting this information in the website. So it's going to require diligence by each of the schools to to make sure that they're keeping up with this, to make this as comprehensive as possible so that we all have an opportunity to see and enjoy it. Uh, Additionally, there's going to be uh, a website um, that I'm going to have on Facebook uh, so my goal here as the uh, sports information director is to cover key conference contests um, and to cover, you know, special achievements uh, and other relevant events. And I'd like to highlight those on not only the website with uh, a story, uh, but I also want to do, you know, photo galleries that can also be accessed uh, at www.facebook.com backslash WAC sports. So my goal is to, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to cover everybody every week, but, uh, you know, at some point in time, I'm sure all of you will see me at a ball game and uh, uh, we'll try to get everybody some coverage and some pictures out there and uh, something that we can all take a little pride in. Okay, great. You know, that's one of the other questions I had had. You, you alluded to that and that was, can fans go out and, and see the scores of the sporting events if they were unable unable to make a particular uh, game. Well, Sean, we, we, we are going to, we are going to have, we do have a Twitter page. So a lot of folks now with social media are following Twitter and you can follow us on Twitter at WOAC sports. Uh, and uh, it basically a lot of your, your, the media 
uh, you know, schools, ADs, coaches, they're all posting. And so if you go to WAC Sports, uh, more than likely you're going to get, in some cases, live updates as the game's going on. Uh, and or you'll be able to see later that night probably a, a good rundown of the uh, the events that took place during the day with scores. Just another way to kind of keep up to date with what's going on. Well, that's fantastic and, and great information to have, um, you know, to keep keeping keep uh, keeping updated scores like that. So I know that there's times when I haven't been able to go out and catch a game, but uh, looking in the media, it's been it's been difficult sometimes to find how how I can go about getting the score it's not always covered by the Montgomery County media so right this is good information to have um well so the standings and the player stats team schedules and rosters is this an important message while we're on this podcast to tell other coaches that they're responsible for putting that well, in and they and they know that uh basically the, each of the uh the athletic directors have uh, appointed you know coaches you know and they have responsibilities uh, a coach may have uh, designated that to someone else, but, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, after a game and they've done stats, you know, they it'll be up to them to go in there and to update that. Uh, and, and it's important that that information's in. I'll tell you why it's important. Uh, you know, as a sports information director, if I get a call from somebody that wants to get, you know, information on a particular player, you know, it's important that, that those stats are out there and that I can sit there and, and uh, you know, promote and, and really – uh, champion our athletes. And when that information's there, I can do my job in, in doing that. But if it's not there, then then maybe a kid's not going to get the recognition they deserve. So it's very, very important that we do our best to make sure that information is updated. That's good information to know. Yeah. Okay. Who, in your opinion, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who, in your opinion, are the top five teams in the conference? Um, we're gonna we're gonna touch on boys and girls here. So you're you're definitely gonna put me on the spot, and I may not have think, the answer. I think one of them may be obvious, and actually both men's and ladies. But uh, if you can go through the top five uh, teams um, in the conference for for the for the men's basketball this season, early favorites. Uh, yeah, obviously, you're gonna put Tri Village, uh, you know, up there. Um, I mean, they return such a, a large number of kids that uh, went quite far in the conference last year. They were undefeated, ranked number one in the state, and uh, you know fell in the regionals. Uh, but uh, what a season they had! Sure uh, they got, they have everybody back, so you're going to have to put them at the top. Um, I, I think Preble Shawnee is going to be a team to probably have to uh, to be reckoned with as well. Um, uh, they've got uh, you know a nice little basketball team from last year. Uh, Dixie's always had you know great history in basketball, uh, and I'm sure you know here at Twin Valley South, uh, uh, you know you guys are very proud of your basketball. Probably have something to say about that. Uh, I would say that you know those are probably going to be some of your top schools. Uh, Arcanum with Roger McEldowney as a coach is probably going to be in the mix, and Frank Rowe under. Uh, uh, they're probably going to be in there as well. Um, and then as far as a girls basketball, again, we're kind of right back. I, I hate to beat the drum for Tri-Village, but uh, here you got Tri-Village girls who also had a great run to the regional finals and fell to Fort Army, who destroyed everybody uh, throughout the season and even won uh, the state championship game by, I don't know, a good 35 points. And 
Uh, you know, so they've graduated a lot. And Tri-Village girls have pretty much everybody back. So uh, I, you got to feel that they're going to be uh, the favorites there. Uh, I, I don't know a whole lot about Dixie and Preble Shawnee this year in basketball, um, but uh, I'm going to get a chance to learn a little bit about that. Uh, another team that's going to be right there at the top is Arcanum. Um, you've got a, a girls team that won more games than they've ever had in their school history, 22 games last year. Uh, and they've got the nucleus of that ball club back with Gray and uh, uh, a couple other uh, uh, names that are escaping me, but they're, uh, one was uh, the uh, Southwest District Player of the Year in Division uh, Three. So they're, they're, they're a really good basketball team. They're going to have something to say about it. Um, uh, and as far as uh, from there, I, you know, I think it's just going to see who, who steps forward. Yeah. All right. There you go. Going to be competitive, going to be fun. Certainly going to be fun to see how far Tri-Village can go, both in the men's and in the women's programs. They've got a great nucleus of, of players. And Absolutely. It's, it's, it's exciting basketball to watch, no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, do you know what type of team or player recognitions that we'll, we'll have in the WOAC? Um, player of the year, uh, yeah, it'll be year. it'll be pretty comparable to what's been done in the past. You're gonna okay. you'll have a player of the year. You'll have, you know, uh, ten kids on the first team and okay. so many kids on the uh, second team, and then your your honorable mm-hmm. or special mention. So okay, uh, pretty much it'll be it'll run pretty much a similar format as as before. Okay, just to kind of an up. I mean, uh, John Butch uh, out of uh, you know Union City, Ohio. Uh, uh, long-time coach and uh, athletic director many years ago at Mississippi Valley. Well, he was the former commissioner of the Cross County Conference and still is uh, now the commissioner for the WOAC. So uh, you, you've got uh, a lot of experience there in running a conference. Uh, and uh, so we're in good hands uh, with, with, with that. Okay. Um, okay. What individuals then are responsible for actually putting the data that comes in from the athletic directors or the, the coaches in the WOAC site and media releases? The media releases are basically it, 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 it'll be kind of a uh, the sports information director that'll fall on me to okay. submit, uh, you know, any kind of media releases or get it out to the media the press to make sure that, you know, we're promoting our athletes and our kids. Okay. Um, so that that's, pretty standard uh and uh we'll do it that way okay very good um will you be traveling at most of the games this season you're a one-man operator well as far as um you know traveling is current it's kind of i kind of alluded to that before and i just kind of want to emphasize that i'm just one person as the sports information director uh with 12 schools um but i will be you know at games um and I may not necessarily be at uh, your game every week, uh, but if there's a game that's of significant uh, uh, impact in the, the race, uh, I'll be at that game. And or uh, if there's an athlete that's about to achieve a significant milestone, I'll try to be there to cover that as well. So you will see me in a game and, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to learning uh, about some of the schools here in, uh, in the, uh, the southern part of the, the conference and, and two of the new additions. So uh, uh, that uh, you will definitely see me some, at some point in time. Okay, great. Um, are you excited for the upcoming football season? Uh, South's got a game here tonight against Carlisle. Um, 
and I know you had a media day on August the 4th out at Beachwood there in Arcanum, the golf course. Um, but can we expect any other additional events to jumpstart this new WOAC? I don't, you know, I kind of think we're right. I mean, we did it the right way. When we did our uh, media day, you know, we had, uh, you know, uh, the sports anchor uh, from Channel 2 or Channel 7, you know, to basically do our news uh, host our event. Um, we had a lot of the media there. We had all of our student athletes, top student athletes represented. We had all of our schools represented. I think we did it the right way. We got our name out there. And then, you know, now it's just a matter of, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's get the season started and let's start promoting the games that way. And, and uh, you know, make sure that we're communicating with people and getting as much press as we can, but we pretty much did what we need to do there. Uh, but, you know, Sean, you talked about uh, getting the season football season kicked off. I, I, I'm for one, am excited. There's nothing like uh, Friday night lights. Uh, you know, I, I happen to be, uh, you know, a big football fan. Um, I actually played football myself. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be on a state runner at football team and a regional final oh football team. Uh, so football's in my blood. Uh, it, it's kind of hard to believe from a guy who went to try had kids go to Tri Village without football, and now they have it. But uh, so good for them. But uh, football Friday Night Lights is going to be fun. It's an, it'll be an interesting year. Uh, and if I had to sit there and you know talk about favorites within the conference, um, you got to put Tri Village right there at the top. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm talking a lot about Tri Village and from Tri Village. It just it just so happens to be. You know, the cycle that we're in, they've got a lot of amazing athletes. And so, you know, it's their time. Uh, and, uh, you know, they return um, uh, in just their fifth year of football. You know, they made they went undefeated, won the conference, made the state playoffs. Uh, they returned three first team all state players and Lane Sarver, a quarterback, Josh Scantlin uh, at receiver and Justin Fingbein as a defensive back. Um, they've got uh, three four-year starters at the offensive line, Jacob Saylor, Wyatt Plush are two of them. Uh, and then the Reed Weir, who's a sophomore running back, last year was a first-team all-conference player, fastest kid on the team. Uh, they averaged 47 points a game on offense, and they're going to be a lot of fun to watch again this year. Um, I, I think some other teams that are going to be early season favorites, in my opinion, are Arcanum. Uh, Preble Shawnee, I, I think they're going to they're going to throw their hat in the ring this year, just from sheer size alone. Uh, and Sonia, they're always in year in year out, consistently kind of a tough team. Um, and right now, uh, I have to say, Arkansas is probably going to be a uh, right up there at the top. They were six and four wow. or, or six and zero oh, or four and two, excuse me, last year in, in the COVID shortened season. Uh, and they're coached by Jason Schonemeyer. Uh, whose son Bryce, uh, as, as a sophomore last year, threw for 2,800 yards, 28 Six. touchdowns, rushed for 10. And uh, he's got some gifted receivers to throw to. And two seniors, Ian Baker and Brennan Troutwine, both first team all leaguers. Uh, and um, who would have thought Chondo, who had uh, basically, he's now abandoned his old philosophy of uh, and, uh, the basically triple option run attack. And uh, uh, now he's. Uh, you know, adopted that wide open um, spread offense. And how can you not do that when you, you've got a son that, uh, you know, just threw for 2,800 yards last year and kind of convinced him to, you know, maybe, you know, take advantage of the athletes he's got in space. So uh, that should be a fun season with them. And, you know, as far as uh, TV South is concerned, um, uh, 
you, you know, they, they, they've had some years where they've had some, you know, amazing athletes. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, this could be a year where they could surprise some people. All right. And it'd be an injustice if, if, if the names you mentioned weren't mentioned. Um, so definitely exciting times for, for Wowak in, in the fall season here, getting things jump started with football. It's going to be going to be exciting. Um, okay, so how long have you been following high school sports? Uh, what's the biggest change that you've seen over those years in following those sports? Well, I, I, I've been following high school sports uh, basically for, uh, you know, 25 years. Um, you know, I had a job for a period of time where I was traveling throughout the country and the world where I kind of got sort of, uh, you know, uh, removed from high school sports. Uh, and then as my kids started to get into junior high and, and, and uh, high school, I started getting more involved uh, coaching AAU and, and uh, running some youth programs. And then uh, it just that uh, led to, you know, sort of getting reengaged and then, and then uh, um, you know, I started a website uh, for, for sports and uh, then I started writing for the local paper and I've been writing sports as a sports journalist and, and a, a photojournalist for 20 years. And uh, uh, I've been published in, in throughout Southwest Ohio, uh, as well as, you know, in Dark County, I've covered all the Dark County schools and I've covered uh, a number of the schools here in, uh, in Preble County as well throughout the years. Uh, I'm sure a lot of folks, if they see me, they'll recognize me. Uh, I've covered, uh, I did a, a, a nice piece on uh, uh, Tony uh, here, Tony A, and uh, his uh, industri- uh, you know, unbelievable career as a coach uh, and uh, athletic director here. At, uh, Name the court myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm sure a lot of you will, 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 would recognize me if you saw me. So I've been following sports for a long time. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said before, I enjoy high school athletics. You know, as far as what I've seen uh, with sports today is uh, we, we just we have better athletes today, in my opinion, than than, uh, than what we've had in the past. Uh, and we have, you know, a lot of people that are kind of, you know, dedicated themselves to the craft. Um, it, it's uh, it's definitely competitive. It's, it's kids are faster. Kids are stronger. Uh, but I mean, sports are sports. Kids want to compete. Kids want to have fun. Uh, it, it's uh, it's still the same thing at the end of the day. You know, you're out there to uh, you know to do your best. Okay, that's good. Okay, um, I'm gonna stop this recording here. We're gonna hit another recording and and and, and bridge the two together here. So. This is a continuation to our earlier podcast. Again, I have Dale Barger, representative of WOAC, with me. And, uh, and just in closing with our discussion, um, can you tell us what sport you like the most and, and why do you like that sport, Dale? Well, Sean, uh, uh, it's really uh, that's a difficult question to answer. Um, and the reason why I say that is because they, they are a bit unique. And, and being a, a sports enthusiast, I really enjoy, uh, you know, a high-level uh, competition. And I have to say that my favorite sport is the sport that's in season. Uh, yeah. uh, mostly it's because I really enjoy the purity of high school sports uh, and I enjoy kids okay. competing for the love of the game. Uh, they aren't getting paid. They're representing themselves in their schools, and it's great to see 
uh, our community turn out to watch and cheer on these young athletes. Um, and what I think is going to make the WOAC special is that we've got 12 schools in our conference who are very similar and, you know, will be very competitive. Uh, and again, like I said, they, we all have great traditions and history and the student athletes that are out there want to continue that tradition, doing what they love. And basically at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Uh, and so for me, you know, watching the sport that's in season and watching these kids do what they do, uh, that's my favorite. Okay. Very good. Yeah. That's good to know. You're in a, you're in a great position then um, to be representing the WOAC in, in all the sports. Um, well, thanks again, Dale. I've enjoyed meeting you and getting to know you. I've seen a lot of you up at Tri-Village last year. Never got a chance to personally come up and introduce myself and chat with you. So it's, it's been great getting to, to get to know a little bit more about you. And um, I know the stipend that you make certainly is, is nothing you can get rich off of. Um, you, you're spread thin. And with the amount of hours that you put in with that stipend, you probably factor that in. You're probably making 20 cents on the hour. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's definitely not uh, you're not doing it for the money. You're doing it for the love of the uh, of the game and the kids. And the, and uh, I'm just happy to be here to to, to represent uh, the WOAC conference. And I, I hope I can champion and make uh, make all of our kids and, and our schools and communities proud. Well, I, I think you'll do that. And, um, you know, you mentioned you just returned from a vacation. We had an earlier phone call. Hopefully that was enough to re-energize you and get you uh, ready to go as we start the fall football season. Uh, that's, that's, that's underway tonight. Yeah, I'm definitely energized and I am ready to go. And uh, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing folks, uh, you know, here this uh, this year. And uh, don't be afraid to come up and talk to me. And uh, if you got some information you want to share with me, I'm all ears. Well, I look forward to seeing you at our games this season and talking with you in the future. Hey, be safe and can't thank you enough for coming in here at West Alexandria to our studio and informing the broad, or the, the listening uh, listeners and, and Panther Nation uh, what you do and a lot more uh, insight to the WOAC conference. Uh, Sean, I appreciate the uh, you hosting this event and giving me this forum and this opportunity to you know share a little bit more about the WOAC conference. All right. We look forward to working with you. All right. Thank you. Yes, sir. I hope you were able to gain some insight on the newly formed WOAC conference. We were certainly fortunate to have Dale as a guest. I know that Dale will do a great job representing our conference. Again, you can find the latest happenings on the web at woacsports.com and on Twitter at woacsports. I'll leave you with this. If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Be the change. Catch you on our next episode. Cheers.